funny that she turned it down. When she was on a countdown, I wanted to sing Level Up. Level oh, Up. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. That would have been weird. perfect. Yeah. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? I feel like we haven't done this in forever. I know. It's been like a month. I know. <laughs> Bruh. But, um, hey, guys. What's up? It's Darielle. It's Kim. And Brandy. <laughs> Why do we like this? I feel like I forgot the whole thing. <laughs> um, so I don't remember the last time we saw you guys, spoke to you guys, so I don't even know what's the last thing I told y'all that happened. <laughs> oh, I think maybe after my vacation. Yeah. 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 I think so. And then we had like a live show after that and that was it. Yeah. Um, so what's been going on since then? Hmm. What has been going on? School for me. Mm. Um, Damn. Don't turn my phone off. Work oh. for me. And that's really it. I got a ticket, a speeding ticket. Damn. Um, coming back from uh, my godson's football game in Kentucky. I was doing 80 and it was 65. But I thought I was out of the city limits. And he pulled me over. That's the like 200 something, right? And everything. Aww. It was crazy, but he was really, really nice. It was State Highway Patrol. He was really nice, um, actually extremely nice. And he was like, "You might not have to pay anything. We don't know, so y'all just call this number." I called and it's one hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> oh, girl, that's better because my should be like two hundred dollars. Yeah. So, but other than that, I've been good. I can't complain. Um, yeah, life's good. I think I'm gonna take this call real quick because I'm trying to see the president update. Girl, I got the computer right here because I was going to look at it while we was recording. You better split your screen. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, they definitely can call it because yeah, 264. 264. Wow. Bruh, it's over. And it seems like the Electoral College is modeling the popular vote, which is what they're supposed to do. Like, they're supposed to based off of what the popular vote is. The popular vote is what who we mm-hmm. vote for. So it seems like they're following that. So what the states year. haven't been counted? Uh, Pennsylvania. Donald Trump is ahead, leading by four points, but only 88% of the votes are in. So they probably won't be done until, like, tonight. Maybe in the morning. North Carolina is 94% in. Trump is ahead by one point. And then Georgia. That's not enough for him to win, though. Uh... With 94% of the votes, Biden might. He still could possibly win. Um, It looks like Georgia, Trump is ahead by one point. 97% of the votes is in. So (coughs) Biden could possibly still get it. Um, So if he does and he just wins all the points, will they not even count the rest of the votes? Well, no. So here's the thing. What's the deciding factor? Because... Biden has 264 electoral votes right now. Mm-hmm. Nevada is really the deciding factor. Nevada is only 75% counted. Biden is ahead by one point. Mm-hmm. 75%, which probably means this might go on until tomorrow. But if Biden wins Nevada, it's over. Yeah. He'll be at 270. Yeah. Trump wouldn't even get to 270 if he won Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia, and Alaska. It still wouldn't get him to 270. So Biden really needs to win Nevada. If Trump wins Nevada... 
then it's over. The thing oh. about it is that it's so close. That's why they're not calling it because Biden's only up by one point and only 75% of the votes are counted. Damn. So... Ooh, come on, God. But <laughs> I will say that I'm really proud of, like, voters this year, this election. Like, they said early voting this year surpassed the total amount of votes in 2016. So people, whichever side they're on, I don't know, but people yeah. really want they went change. Out. Yeah. Sort, so. yeah. And uh, during a pandemic. Yeah. Like, they're serious. Yeah. Yep. I got wow. in and out. Ten minutes. I waited until yeah. Tuesday to vote. Got in and out. Yeah. I tried to go early vote, but yeah, I went line was wrapped around the building. Yeah, there was three lines behind the strip mall when I went. Yeah, made it through though. I did mine um, paper route with my mom there, so mm. oh. yeah. and she dropped it off. I was going to do that like early on, like back when did voting open up? It was September sixth, I think, or something like mm. that. And I was going to do a paper vote, absentee ballot, and I was like, you know what? Nope. I don't trust it. Yeah. At the time, it was like it. finding mailboxes on fire. and Yeah. Like, no, but I think it. there's a way you can check and see if yours is, if yours has been um, like submitted correctly. Yeah, yeah you can. So. They had new machines this year. They yeah. Different from the ones in 2016. Um, I made sure to double and triple check everything because it was different this year like you it spit out the little paper car after you put all your votes in and then you had to stick your paper print out into another <clears> machine so it was like make sure you check what's on your screen matches like your paper ballot but overall it was a pretty good experience i didn't feel yeah. bad about um the whole voting process this year like i said i'm glad people turned out and voted for sure um I don't think I have, well, my one update, I know I told you guys about my business venture and whatnot, so I am launching my website. Yes, sir. And my first quote-unquote collection this Saturday. But I don't know if the show will be out before this. (laughs) It will. It will. It will. So what's up? Make what's your little app? Go tell them your app. We'll post it tomorrow. Yes. Oh, so um, it's Nicole Seven Collection N I C O L E, the number seven and then collection. And then uh, Saturday, my website will be www.nicole7.com. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all funny. That's the only thing I got. Okay. Oh no, I don't wait. I don't know if I told you guys my son got baptized. Yes, yes. he did. <laughs> my you, baby Royce Aww. got baptized what a couple weeks ago. Um, I cried when he told me he wanted to. <laughs> I was like, "What is this, my kid?" <laughs> but yeah, he decided all on his own, so that makes it was me lovely. Again, if y'all don't know, that's my godson. So, like, <laughs> I was over there emotional. But I'm like, he oh, has shit. such a little mind of his own, and he makes all his little own decisions. And he's becoming a little man. Yeah. Like, For oh. sure. Mm-hmm. He's been writing his little Bible journal. Oh, my God. He was on church Zoom last week. Stop. And I was like, did you learn anything? He was like, well, I already knew that stuff. <laughs> I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't he do it. He said he would. He's funny. No, that's right, little baby. 
But yeah, that's all I got. I'm trying to think. I did another drop for my fitness line, which went really well. Hey. Shout out to my nigga Manny G because he bought five of them Johns. Mm-hmm. Okay. My dog, right. Um, that went really well. I'm trying to think what else. I'm in another semester of school. Now I only have four semesters left till I get my bachelor's. So what's it? Okay. Big celebration coming with a nigga done. Um, <laughs> you better because you didn't do it the last time. And everybody was so mad. Yes. And they were like, you do realize that like you graduated though, right? And I was like, when you got your associates. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, did I? And they were like, yeah, some people like stop at an associates. And I was like, oh, sorry, y'all. So I will. I will. I'm going to have a nice little graduation party. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I have something big, but I'm going to wait till like a little bit into the new year to tell y'all if it goes well. God's plan. I don't want to ruin it. So, you know, <laughs> um, I feel like that's it, you know, I think that's really it. Yeah. And it sounds like we're all doing well. Cause God is good. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys can follow us on social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. <laughs> our Twitter is Take Control Pod. Our Facebook group <laughs> Take Control Podcast, okay. and you can email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail dot com. And that's all. Period. Okay, so. Since we didn't do our live, we're so sorry. <laughs> um, we are going to discuss those topics for today's show. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into these topics, though, I wanted to touch on something that happened maybe a week ago, really quick. It was um, <clears throat> the video of Sweetie oh. saying, like, in <laughs> whatever. They cut off some of the stuff she said, but, like, everybody was so mad because she said, like, if the man does not buy you a Birkin, send him back to the streets. And I feel like I kind of understand why some men don't like when women are always asking for them to pay their bills and buy them this and that, blah, 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 blah. I get it. I know it's annoying. But at the same time, I just feel like, there are women that literally just want love, loyalty, and respect. Mm. And there's a lot of niggas that don't even provide that. So it's just like, just shut the fuck up and just buy the bag. Because, <laughs> like... I cannot. Come on, bro. Shut the fuck up and buy the bag. I did not going. I fucking love that. Like, you know, come on, man. I ain't mad at you, sis. <laughs> shut the fuck up and buy the bag. Like, <laughs> Y'all don't want to be faithful, but y'all don't want a bitch to ask for a bag. Like, <laughs> pick a side. I cannot. But yeah, how y'all feel about it? I, I just thought it was interesting that so many people was going back and forth about it because it's rich people problems. Like, no, for real. The average mm-hmm. person can't afford a Birkin bag. Um, so I wasn't really quite clear on why anybody was just interjecting their opinions. Like, I seen mm-hmm. a lot of niggas like, they look like Marshall bags and... All of this stuff, and it's just like it doesn't matter. You can afford it to get it to get it anyway. anyway right? Period. Um, and I mean, as far as the women, it's like, well, girl, you ain't dealing with a nigga that can get you a Birkin bag. So what, what are we talking about? Period. Yeah. Um, but if I was rich, I would I would buy myself a Birkin bag because mm. they do um, appreciate. So people collect them. Mm. So 
they may be worth more than $20,000 later on down the line. That's a motherfucking yeah. car. Um, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> just going to put that out there. I mean, it's but down, I think, that's a down payment for but a house. To bring it back down to the average person's level, it's what Dariel said. Some women just want love, loyalty, and respect. Um, do I think it is nice for you to buy your girl nice things? Sure. Buy your man nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you can afford it, it's not hurting your pockets. And we don't even need to get into that whole, well, she can't afford it herself. That ain't the point. <laughs> that's it's not a the gift. point. So shut the fuck up right. and buy the bag. And I'm somebody who can afford <laughs> everything that I want, but that's really not the point. It's, yeah. it's a gift. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. People are weird. So yeah. I got... I think I'm in the, um, I didn't have too much of an opinion on it because I think I'm in the same place as y'all. It's really like, it's a different tax bracket, so I'm going to mind my business. Like, and that's just how it is. I don't know what I would be like in that situation if I had a bunch of money. I don't know if I would, because I'm pretty financially responsible right now, so I don't know if I got money, it would it wouldn't make me go buck wild and just buy six bird bags. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm also the type, like you just said, I'm not going to ask for what I can't bring to the table. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but I don't know. It didn't really phase me. I thought the shit was funny because I'm a huge Saweetie fan. I've been like a fan of female rappers since I was like six. Like, yeah. I really just fuck with them so heavy because I'm like, you do what these niggas are doing and you going harder. So it didn't phase me. I thought the shit was funny. And she, I feel like for somebody like her, she can make that statement because her niggas buying her Birkin. So like, why would she go from that to when they ain't going to buy her none? Right. right. <laughs> so... Like, and like y'all said, like it goes back and forth with the spoiling too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and in their relationship, that's how it goes. Yeah. And I don't, <clears throat> excuse me. I've never even seen like, Saweetie's not a flosser. Like, so when she made the statement, I'm like, a, she did it in a joking manner. And to me, it was funny. Cause I know her personality from fucking where her heavy. And it's like, she's not, she don't buy Birkin bags and floss out with them. And then Cardi B made a statement that was like, I forget what she said, but she made a lot of valid points. She put something out. She basically was saying, like, you ain't got to spend a whole bunch of money to be fly. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you can go and get you an auto bag. You can go and get you something from Target. She was saying how she spent $30 on a dress from some online boutique. And the value goes up. She was like, some people spend all this money and they Mm -hmm. still look a mess. And mind you, she even has her little um, endorsement deal with Fashion Nova. So she's not pressed for, like... Yeah. You know, and then at the same time, she's like, but if I want to buy that shit, I'm going to buy that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going to do it. And then she was talking about how, too, like, everybody always, it's always a problem when, like, a black female or a black male does it. But little do they know, like, they're the ones bringing money to the name. Yeah. Like, nobody was fucking, she was like, nobody was fucking with Birkin Bags. Or it wasn't Birkin Bags. It was something she said in one of her songs. Oh, yeah. They were talking about how um, rappers <clears throat> and celebrities, um take down the value of things like Birkin bags and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And she was like, that's not the case. No, she was yeah. like, when I did my um, endorsement with somebody, I can't yeah, remember I who it was, the value went up, their sales yeah. went up like triple. I think it was, she said, I think I think it was in the Money song. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what brand it was, but skyrocketed. So, yeah. I don't know, long story short, I thought the shit was funny. It's Saweetie, she's a jokester, like, First off, what what did she date? Is it Quavo? Yeah. Okay. Yes. He was like, right. Yup. Yup. Type shit. Yup. He know. So yep. niggas out here mad. Like, oh, shut up. Yeah. What did Darielle say? Shut the fuck up and buy the bag. <laughs> Just please. <laughs> Anyways, I saw this um, 
post from this girl, and I'm just in a conversation with this. She said, niggas expect so much from a female, but be mad when we expect money. Last time I checked, games ain't free, and since you're going to play some, pay something respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, period. Stop. Man. <laughs> All right, so... Um, the next topic we have um, is about marriage in the black community. And I'll let Kim um, touch on her little link she put in there. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's Kim. Um, so I kind of have been noticing this as I become older and wiser. Um, <laughs> I just am kind of looking at, like, I guess, especially like being mixed, like my white family and my black family and like the marriage rates in my white family versus my black family. And I'm sitting here wondering like, why have all like my white cousins gotten married, but nobody on my mom's side is really like into marriage. Or if they do get married, it's years down the road when they're like 30, 40, 50, you know what I mean? After they've already had kids and like established a life. So I just wanted to touch on that and wonder why like or even ask the question, does marriage suffer in the black community or is it just my specific family that I'm seeing? So um, this is from blackdemographics.com. Um, and I'm only going to go through like a little bit of the bold text here because it's like, it's a lot. Um, said in 2016, only 29% of African Americans were married compared to 48% of all Americans. Half or 50% of African-Americans have never been married compared to 33% of all Americans. Um, in 2016, just under half or 48% of black women had never been married. Um, let me see. And then it says 15% of black men were married to non-black women in 2010. What was that? Say that again. 15% of... Oh, 15%. 15, yes. Mm -hmm. Um let's see 25% of black male newlyweds in 2013 married non-black women um let's see compared to the 12% of black women who married out it says black women were least likely to marry non-black men at only 7% in 2017 and 4% were married to white men so and see, look, says African-Americans at age 35 and older were more likely to get married than white Americans from 1890 until sometime around the 1960s. Um, and it just kind of made me pose the question of like, is it a problem in the black community? Like, do we just not value marriage or is it like, I just wanted to know like y'all's opinions, like what do y'all see and why is that? And like, cause even people even make jokes in the black community like if I was with a white man like he would have married me a long time ago but it's like <laughs> it's like why though why I feel like like and I had said this on my Twitter was basically I feel like a lot of people like in our generation and younger like they're all about not having titles and not being committed and not rushing to get married and all this shit and it's like hide your kids hide your wife type shit and it's just like I don't get it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, I feel like we need to start normalizing getting married and being in mm -hmm. committed relationships and being with one person. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's trying to normalize not being with one person. I just don't understand it. Like, yep. I don't know if that has something to do with it, but that's my, just my opinion. Right. Well, we also live in a hookup culture, which pisses me off. Like, nobody wants, nobody wants those things anymore because you get the benefits of a girlfriend and a wife with the shorty that you fucking on the sideline. Mm -hmm. So why would you wife something or, you know, get into a relationship with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that'll go into our next topic, but mm. I'm going to let Brandy give her opinion first. 
one thing I want to point out, a shout out to the black men because it said only 13% were married to non-black women. So majority of the black men that are getting married are getting married to black women. So shout out to you guys for that. Um, I think that outside of what you guys said, and I agree with you both, that I think that our Caucasian counterparts, what I'm going to call them, <laughs> um, I think that they are taught at early age the value of marriage when it comes to obtaining generational wealth. I was going to say, it's like a business deal. Because when you think about marriage, marriage is supposed to be the joining of two families. Um and really, it's supposed to be the set foundation to build that generational wealth. Like, if you look at other cultures outside of the black community, um, a lot of the times, the newlyweds are given money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, they they may leave their wedding with $30,000. That's the startup seed for a house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that we're really taught to look at marriage that way. It's supposed to be like, oh, you love this person. Get married. You know yeah. what I mean? And then it just along the way just doesn't work out but we don't step into marriage looking at it as a partnership and a and actually a business arrangement so that you can build generational wealth Mm -hmm. um i think that another thing that plays into that is that a lot of us do come from single parent households Mm -hmm. and believe it or not we grow up to be what we saw so me using myself an example as an example my mom was not married to my dad um so now as a 31-year-old woman, it's like, if I'm going to do it, it's got to be with the right person for the right reasons because I can maintain on my own. Mm. But I've seen that with my mom. Like, my mom and my stepdad are married, but they're, they're, they have a partnership. You know what I mean? And as I'm getting older, I'm like, I could see my life being like that. Like, not necessarily married, but a companion mm. or whatever. Um, but I, I just honestly think that... And then... Again, and it goes back to slavery. Families are pulled apart. You know what mm. I mean? So it's just generation after generation of generation of what we just were taught to or conditioned yeah. to believe over the years. But that's I think that's why you see that more white people are married because they understand the power that comes with true. marriage. So Yeah. I definitely agree. Also, I feel like it just looks better on the other side, but I feel like a lot of white people don't get married for love. <laughs> so they it's don't. Like, yeah. They don't. They be married, but they don't be happy. <laughs> like, yeah. if I look at my own family, there's a specific couple in there that are like, I mean, they've been married for probably 30 years, if not more. And from the time I was a child, I've never seen them like love on each other. Yeah. But they're, mm. the, they're the richest of our family. Yeah. And... I don't see it not going anywhere. They live in a half a million dollar home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they got it built like probably 10 years ago. And it's just like, to touch on your point too, like I did, I saw a single black mother getting it on her own, raising her kids on her own, had a man here and there still does it on her own. She's married, does it on her own, like Mm -hmm. raises her own child. Like any and everything he needs comes out of her pocket. Like, so it, it almost is too. Like when I see, marriages within my family on the black side it's like I know that they love each other and all that but like it just they really do get get married like so my mom married my dad when she was 21 her second marriage didn't happen until she was I want to say like 45 and that probably like if they ever divorce or not that'll be like her last marriage and I feel like if she didn't marry my dad which I think was for security. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like she saw this 
white guy that has a PhD. He's got his own stuff. Like he he's about his stuff. I'm going to marry it. You know what I mean? And for y'all that don't know, I think I've said this before, but my parents were 16 years apart. So I honestly think my mom did marry almost with that white um, mindset of, all right, I'm marrying this man for security. I know Mm. I'm going to be straight. And then they didn't work out. Like my parents split when I was three. I don't even have one memory of them together. So I saw split households. And then it also makes me wonder, like you said, am I going to be like that? Like, am I going to be a single parent? Am I going to have a marriage? Because I feel like the value of marriage nowadays is devalued because of the hookup culture. And then also, like Dee said, it's like, marry for what? Like, Yeah, I was going to say, we live in a society where in, like, people place a lot of value on their independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if I'm going to marry you, what are you bringing to the table? Yeah. But I, I think I've said this on a show before. Like, People don't look at the table like, okay, how can we how can we set this table together? Right. It's like, well, I already got the house. I already got the car. What do you have? Mm-hmm. I already have the rental properties and I already have, I'm already making six figures. What can you bring to the table? People don't want to build with each other. They, don't, they yeah. rather build alone and then try to find somebody to match yeah. later on in life, which to each his own, you know what I mean? I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're definitely in a society that values independence. For yeah, sure. that's true. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next topic because Kim made a good point. Um, It says, should your list for your husband be different from the list for your man that you just want to kick it with and chill with? Oh, I put this one out. Yes. Okay, so I was listening to a podcast, um, and the women on the podcast was talking about um, cuffing season. And the... Young lady was explaining how you should have a different nigga for different things. You know what I mean? She was like, you should have a nigga that you text. You should have a nigga that you FaceTime. You should have a nigga that you Netflix and chill with. And she was like, and I'm not saying that you having sex with all of these people. Or you may not be having sex with any of them. She was like, but you need to get out there and dibble and dabble and find out what you like. And all of these niggas is basically practice. Basically. Until you get to whoever you end up with and she basically was saying like the list for the guy that you just want to kick it with needs to be different from the list of the husband of the guy that you want to be your husband and it clicked in my head like Mm. I date when I do go out and I date or meet people I I look at like okay will we be a good fit in like a long-term setting and I think I set myself up for failure that way instead of just enjoying Enjoying the moment Like, okay, I can kick it with you. I can laugh with you. I can have fun with you. You don't got to be my man. You ain't got to be my husband. You just the nigga that I want to kick it with. So I kind of, after I listened to that, I was like, okay, I'm going to start giving people my number. Because I literally won't give somebody my number if I'm like, "Mm, I ain't going to like him. Mm -hmm. Like, I just immediately write it off. And like I said, I think I set myself up for failure that way. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to give you my number. I'm going to give you my number. And... See how it goes. So, yeah, she made a really great point. I actually have been living with that mindset since 2018. There was so many dudes, and I didn't sleep with one of them. So many dudes from 2018 to the middle of 2019, literally once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever. I was kicking it with different niggas because one would be like, oh, this is my dinner partner. This is my movie partner. This is my fucking skating partner, like adventure partner, like type shit. And I genuinely, I will always say as of now, 2018 has been my favorite year because it was full of like spontaneous fun moments 
with whoever I wanted to kick it with. And I'm yeah. like, damn, I miss my nigga Day Day. Day Day, what you doing tonight? You trying to, you trying to go eat? And to be honest with them about it. Like, yes, and that's the thing. You're not the only person and that I, I always, hang out with or that I kick it with. Yes, I was always honest. Always honest because I had two incidences with the nigga thought I was his girlfriend. <laughs> and I referenced the conversation right here. I send receipts. I told that ass, I'm multi-dating. I'm enjoying my time. I don't want a boyfriend. I'm not sleeping with you. That was like the four things I told somebody off rip. And to this day when I date, that's the four things you get off rip. You don't like it, go on somewhere because Shorty will sleep with you. She'll do whatever you want. She'll be on your app. That's that's y'all's business. But for me, it creates a better peace of mind for me. And it is like trial and error. Okay, I don't fuck with the way he did that. So like that's gonna be on my little list for when bro come around. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a good place to be in. It really <laughs> is. It's enjoyable. Um, I would say I think it's hard for me to try to like cut back on things that I do for a man that I really like. And I think it was like what Kim has said earlier, like um, when you're giving stuff to a man, he gets too comfortable and he's not going to want to commit. And so I was just like thinking about that the other day, like you shouldn't be playing house with somebody that's just your boyfriend or just your your kick it buddy. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Like if y'all are not working towards marriage or engaged or at least living together, like, why are y'all playing house? <laughs> and I think that's where like a lot of women go wrong because we get too comfortable and then, and I think it's natural for us to want to cook and clean and cater to our man, blah, blah, blah. But I think we kind of have to like slow it down sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we jump in so quickly and, and really we're just being ourselves, but we have to realize that like, if this man has not committed to us in that way, then don't do it. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I. But I've always said that, like, unless we in a relationship, we not in a relationship. Okay, yeah. which means I'm free. Yeah. To do whatever. Yeah. And like I said, the main thing for me is just being honest about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like transparent. So then that way somebody can have the choice and do you know whatever yeah. suits them. But I definitely think that ladies, you should reevaluate your lists. Um, and you know, if he's not not your husband, then that's cool. He yeah. can just be for fun. I think women need to stop trying to prove their worth mm. to men. I think that's what we do, too. Like, we try to prove, oh, we're a good woman. We're good at this. We're good at that. We're wife material. But you ain't got to do that with a nigga that he already know. And, you know, <laughs> to your point, I remember when Ashante came on the show and she said that, like, you were already a wife. Like, yeah. God already, you're already a wife. So having to prove to somebody that you're a wife material, that's just not. That's whack. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, that's not, especially if it's not reciprocated. I mean, it's not no longer like, ooh, pick me. Like, no, it's why should I pick you? Literally. Okay, so I was talking to this dude today, and we're friends and everything, but, like, he literally was telling me, like, well, you should just look for something new. And I said, pause. I said, I ain't looking for nothing. God gonna send me mines. I said, I'm not I'm not out here going to... He was like, I'll take you to Dublin, and, like, you can look for... I'm like, I'm not... Let me tell you again. I'm not looking for no man, okay? <laughs> I'm enjoying my time. And God gonna send me mines. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they already know who the fuck Kim B is. Okay? <laughs> Y'all know who I am. So if you if if we're down to kick it, we down to kick it. But don't think you about to be my nigga. Like yeah. you'll know off rip if I'm trying to make you my nigga or not. Yeah. And I, I mean for real, for real, not even on no overly confident or cocky type mess. You know, what I mean? it's just like 
listen. You don't know what the fuck going <laughs> it's on. It's just not, you know what I mean? It's not that, it's not that deep. I think a lot of women need to learn to enjoy the moment. And when you're ready to get off the ride, get off the ride. Because yep. that's the thing, like, we stick around and we hope that a nigga mm-hmm. gonna get it together. Mm-hmm. And we keep trying to show him, like, if you would just, like, in that whole, like, if he would just do this, this, and this, then it would be straight. Like, he ain't doing that shit because he don't want to, Exactly. Sis. Yeah. Like, exactly. if he wanted to do it, he would do it. And just I'm like if you wanted to, it. you would. So, when you ready to get off, get off the ride. And like, I'm not trying to be funny. The, my favorite thing about the little multi-dating is nigga A and nigga B, they feeling in the missing parts of each other. So, you ain't even got to worry about it. Okay? What nigga A won't do, nigga B will, and vice versa. Yeah. And, and I do think that it is important to... I think that every woman needs to take a period where they're not doing anything. Like, no sex, no dating, mm-hmm. no communicating, none of that. Like, just really figure out yep. what it is that you want. So then that way, you're not walking around with rose-colored glasses on every time you meet a nigga mm-hmm. and you ignoring red flags. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So, I don't know. I took some me time, and I'm definitely, you know, this Janae it song. It definitely helps. BS. I'm back yeah. up on my bullshit, back up on the scene, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So there was this little clip on the Breakfast Club. And I have to play it for you guys. So give me a second. That guy talking about. He ain't need to be a like it, I'm probably. Hey, whatever. Here it is. I feel like women should give men that are faithful credit for that. Like women will act like it's the same thing as a woman being faithful. And it's like, it's not the same thing. Like, honestly, it's not. <laughs> and I just okay. feel like <laughs> what you said is true because, like, I haven't cheated since October 2016. That's fire. And I, that shit feel like being sober. Like, like literally, Bruh, like I like, write that down, like, in my mindfulness. And I goals. feel like, and the reason why I say this is because I feel like if women gave men credit for that, then men would appreciate it and it would encourage them to not do it more. It's almost like, it's just like, like, nigga, okay, and you was being faithful, you supposed to do that. It's like, it is a difference, like, and it's just not the same thing. I feel like it just doesn't come up. If your man isn't cheating on you, then you're not talking about it because everything's fine, like, with that. True, but I'm just saying, like, if you have a dude and he's faithful, like, I think that, like, you don't necessarily have to say thank you for being Wait, faithful. Baby, did you cheat yeah, today? Yeah, you don't got to say thank you for being faithful. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Go start. <laughs> it, should be, it should be looked at and given credit to. You get what I'm saying? Like, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because it's, like, it's something that, like, is not an easy thing to it's do It's hard for, for women to not cheat, too, though. Y'all got to give uh, us credit, too. What? That's what I'm saying. It's all like, kind of... Like, it's not just Birkin bags flying around. And <laughs> some, some women. I know these Birkin bags. No more some buying women. bags for bitches that can't afford one. That can't afford one. 2020, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you why I give myself credit. I give myself credit because oh, I feel like... like when I was cheating, I was feeding my ego. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's literally that's all really it what is. it is. That's all yeah. it is. That's it's really all what it is. ego play. So, being right. that I... Haven't done that in four years. I realized that I'm not leading with ego anymore. Yeah, I don't have that yeah. wounded ego anymore. Exactly, you know what I mean? I exactly. feel more whole and healed. Okay, I have two things to say off rip. Number one, why the fuck is Charlemagne married? Number two, so we reward niggas for shit they supposed to do? I just want to know how it's different. But in a man's mind, it really is different. Because it's like, as a man, if I cheat, it ain't that big of a deal. It didn't mean nothing. But if a female cheat, oh, it's, I'm all, it's you. all emotional and I'm done. Yep. Like, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go with double standard. Um, I think that <clears throat> women don't get extra credit for cooking and cleaning and 
sucking dick on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, y'all ain't handing out no gold medals. Like, okay. So to give you extra credit because you're not out here cheating, I'm not applauding a fish for swimming. And to Angelie's, Angela Yee's point, it just doesn't. If you have a man that's faithful, it doesn't come up because he's not cheating. You know what I mean? Like, Period. if you're doing good by, if you're doing right by me and you're taking care of me, from a holistic standpoint, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of that. I'm going to give you everything you want anyway. So there's not going to be no need for me to be like, oh, thank you, babe, for not cheating on me. Like, it, it's not it's not going to be, that's not necessary. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it just shows how men and women are just on two completely level, different levels of thinking. And my thing is, is like, the stress that comes with cheating to having to maintain the lie to having to sneak around to having to do all of this extra stuff being faithful and not having to lie and being honest just seems like it would be the smarter thing to do but what the hell do I know I don't know my thing is if you want your cake and eat it too be single it's not that serious like I said we live in a hookup culture you can get it from shorty 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 on the same night so leave me the fuck alone yeah okay and on your part and Angela's part, I'm not rewarding you for doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. Not directly. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not. Like, you're not getting, like, I'm not going to come out of my mouth and be like, oh, my God, thank you for being faithful. Fuck. You know what I mean? But if you're, if, if who you are and your character is in alignment and you're doing the right thing, you're going to get all of that anyway. That's what I'm saying. When a nigga doing right, it make me want to do over the moon shit that I don't even do. The sad part about it is that that nigga was fine until he said all that. <laughs> like, I, I literally was like, ooh, he's, he's, Ooh, he's, he's fine. Let me go follow him. And then he said that dumb ass shit. But you know, that's a real thing is people, they always say like, your personality triumphs anything because it be, you, you become ugly when you come out your mouth saying shit like that and have a personality like that. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Go on somewhere. Nigga, I mean, if that's the case, niggas need to start applauding their girls for not cheating because the way niggas be out here acting. Okay. No, I, for real. And we don't be cheating back. <laughs> like, like, what? We Y'all. Gotta go I'm, through the Instagram shit. Instagram, that's funny shit. <laughs> what is it? It says some of y'all's braiding hair looks like it's been having a lot of sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then I seen the post that says. <laughs> Why do y'all stop cuddling us in the middle of the night to roll over to the side of the bed? What's over there? I sent it to my boyfriend. He said freedom. <laughs> y'all, I will say the two motherfucking funniest pages on the internet right now are Justin L.A. Boy and Niggas Be Broke, okay? Oh, yeah, those they, pages bro, are funny. Bro, I be at work crying <laughs> off of shit like that. And they be like, what are you laughing at, Kim? <laughs> Motherfucking nothing because you don't get it, bitch. <laughs> Ooh. All right, the next topic. It says, why is it that some men think being the breadwinner means they are excused from being invested in their children's lives beyond financially providing? Yet when women are breadwinners, women are still expected to do it and know it all. I know a few men who don't have a strong relationship with their father because their father saw his role as being one of the financial contribution only. He paid the bills, he paid for accommodations, he paid for school and essentials. But beyond that, he wasn't that invested. It's damaging for people to think that once that once money enters the equation, a person can take a backseat as a parent. Working hard might mean you have less time, but less time doesn't have to mean you stop making effort with your children. 
There are parents who work multiple jobs, and although they may not be able to attend every trip, every event, or be able to all the time, if you ask them personal, if you ask them personal and meaningful question about their children, they can answer them. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it's a result of. Again, just modeling what you've seen as a child. You know what I mean? Like, your parent wasn't around or always working. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you're either going to turn out to be just like that parent or you're going to work really hard to be the opposite. Yeah. Um, I don't think that being able to financially support a child um, makes you exempt from being there emotionally and physically and spiritually and all of that um but unfortunately that is the situation for a lot of men they think if they just dish out money they don't have to be as involved um which comes with its own set of trauma mm -hmm. for a child but i mean i don't know I, the good thing about stuff like this is like i'm glad that we're in a generation where people are talking about it yeah because yeah. i don't think that these were conversations that were being had before yeah mm -mm. um so if nothing more to at least offer a different perspective for someone to maybe look internally and be like i can change yeah i can't really speak for men so this is a topic i'll probably save until we can have a show where we can ask a man his a man his opinion but um i don't think this only applies to men because i know some mothers who feel like they weren't that involved in their kids' lives because they were working a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I feel like, so I have, um, a friend who tells me to this day, like a lot of dudes get on her because she's not necessarily emotionally available. And she literally says it's because her entire life, her dad wasn't to her. Yeah. And their parents are married. And she said, literally it was always, I'm sorry, here's money. I'm sorry, here's money. It was never, let me sit you down apologize for what I did, be held accountable and love you through it and cater you through it. It was my bad. Here's new shoes. Here's a new phone. Yeah. Here's this, here's that. So to this day, as a grown ass 27 year old woman, she's just not, she wasn't taught growing up to be emotional because her mom kind of just sat back and let her dad, like his way of fixing the problem was money. So like you said, like to grow up like that, it kind of, I mean, it taught her and showed her like I can't be emotionally available without like she would have to work on it it would have yeah. to be something she goes through whether it's therapy or just literally working through it with a dude that wants her to do that um so it does affect like for me I will say my dad was he wasn't emotionally available but he was always physically available and that's what I needed like him being physically there never strayed like a doubt in my mind that he loved me like, I know top tier, like, I'm, like, the most precious thing in my dad's life. I could call on him for anything. He'll be there like that. And it was never, like, oh, I'll send you money so somebody else can do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't. And to me, now I look for that in a partner. Mm. And then Shorty, I, I was just talking about, she looks for, like, almost a dude that's on her same level. of Like, okay, cool. Like, we don't need to go through this emotional shit. Like, just know that we solid. So it does. It teaches you, like, your childhood teaches you a lot, you know, so. Mm, that's interesting. I think I had, I think my dad was 
financially present, my biological dad. Not so much emotionally present, maybe halfway physically present. And I think I gravitate towards men who are emotionally unavailable. Um, or did or were was um, attracted to men who were emotionally unavailable, but um, I don't. I mean, thinking about it now that you said it, like I don't think my mom. I mean, no, she. My mom's not an emotional person, but she's emotionally available. If that mm. makes sense, like I can maybe count on one hand how many times I've seen my mom cry about something but like if I ever needed to talk to her or needed advice or needed her to just be there she was just always there mm. um same with my stepdad like not a very super super emotional guy but always there that's um, what my dad was it's interesting yeah it's very interesting but like I said I think people either turn out to be exactly like or the complete opposite yeah. Yeah, that's how my dad... I saw him cry once because his dad died, and I've never seen him cry since. But it was the same thing. If I ever... I mean, I go to him about every male problem I have. Mm. And he's able to... He always talks me through it without making me feel like shit. But it's almost like when I talk to my mom about it, it's like an I told you so type deal because she's dealing with her own dramas. You know? So it just... I don't know. It trickles down. It definitely trickles down. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, saying I love you too soon, is that a thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does it make people run? But, um, you know, if you my nigga, you were to tell me day one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going. Love um, y'all. I already asked y'all that question. Like, been, in, been in a relationship where you in love, but the other person ain't. Um, have y'all ever been, it sucks, it's fine. <laughs> Emotionally damaged, it's fine. Um, have y'all ever been the first to be like, I love you? And was the guy like, me too? Or he was like, thanks. <laughs> oh, I think I did say it first, but I had to play like, I think I do. <laughs> and but that is new. I don't think he said it back right away, but I think once we had that conversation, he, he said it. And then... I think another <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I didn't. And I told him, like, I almost said it. And then I think he, when he first started saying it, it was kind of like, I'm starting to love you. And I was like, what the fuck does what? that mean? Okay, that was going to be my second question. Brandy, you have to answer both. Okay. Do you think that men are, men aren't even aware that they are in love with you? No, I think men okay. know. Um, they just don't want to say it. They probably just don't want to okay. say it, but I think they know. Um, to the first question, the nigga that broke my heart, the one that said that messed me up for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, I, I was at my homegirl's house and I texted him and I was like, so hypothetically speaking, if I said I loved you, what would you say? He was like, I would say I love you too. And I was like, oh, I love you too. I fucking love you. I can't. <laughs> um, and then my most recent ex, I, I can't remember. I can't remember if he said it first or if I said it first. But I remember I was leaving to go out of town to go see Beyonce, and I said, it, it, however we exchanged it, it was exchanged. And then later that night, 
he woke up and couldn't breathe. And <laughs> we had to go to the hospital. And they, they said he was fine. So I think he had an anxiety attack. And I can't remember if, because the joke was, I was like, you realize you love me. You, you had an anxiety attack. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Hell no. But I can't remember if I said it first or he said it first. But, yeah. I think my I love yous have always been like, I don't remember my first relationship because I was 17. And we were together for three and a half years. So I don't remember who said it first. I think Buddy did, but I don't remember. My set, because to this day, though, he really was like the best dater I've ever dated. So I'm pretty sure it's fine. Um, second guy, God, I think I was like, I love you, but like as, I think I was thinking more so like I have love for you. I wasn't in love with you. And then I think he was like, love you too. And I was like, like in love? I'm like, like you just love me. Like, I hope you don't die type shit. And then the last relationship I was in, it was definitely me. Like, I remember the first time I said I love you as a friend because we were best friends. And I remember being like, I love you. And he was like, love you too, like best friend type shit. And then when we got into the relationship, we always said I love you back and forth. But no, neither one of us ever announced like I'm in love with you. But I knew my ass was in love and he wasn't. It's okay. It's fine. Damaged. It's fine. Um, (sighs) But I feel like I naturally say I love you from a friend standpoint anyway like i'm i'm a very much a big person in letting people know i love you and appreciate you like it's my it's my one of my really good friends birthdays today and i said i love you like three times because it's just me letting you know like Mm -hmm. i give a shit if you weren't here yeah you know and then if that were to turn into a relationship i don't really i don't think i've ever been like i'm in love with you i was gonna ask y'all how do y'all know y'all just love somebody and y'all in love with them Cause I do the fucking most for somebody I'm in love with. I mean, you tell me to, if you wanted me to fucking run a marathon, I don't even run. I'm like, cool. Sign me up today. But if I just have love for you, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna head out. See, I think for me, like I could love somebody in the sense of like, if you died, I would cry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Damn near instantly. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm going to cry if I don't know you and you die. <laughs> oh, hell no. no for real. Um, but so it's like, I think like times where like you might just be having a conversation with somebody and you're laughing and having a good time and then you just kind of get that feeling like, damn, I love you. You know what I mean? You and And then you get, I think the in love thing is like, for me, it's like if I'm really considering you, like if I find myself thinking about, well, how would such and such feel about this? Or like, how would this affect mm. such and such? Or like wanting to talk to them and get their opinions on like mm. major decisions that I'm making in my life and things like that. Then I think that's me more so like in love. It's like that for real consideration for mm. like your opinion. I mean... I don't want to discuss it further on the show. <laughs> I'm just going to afterwards. Look, I'm going to say, I know I'm in love if a nigga asks me to paint my house with a Q-tip and I do it. Because I fucking would. I'd be like, okay, okay, you want details or not? Because I do the most. I do the most, any and everything for somebody I'm in love with. I don't like running errands. I would run errands all fucking day. 12 to 12 for a nigga I'm in love with. Okay. Hand me the Q-tips. I'm, I'm going to start tonight. I'll be done in a year. And yes, you're going to love it. Maybe that answered my question. I think another indicator for me is like, if you're like the person I call when I get off of work. Like, if you're the person I want to talk to when I get off of work to talk about my day. You're in love. I might be in love. 
But I could be wrong because I ain't been in a relationship or in love in quite some time. Right. So, so like, this is all hypothetical. <laughs> I definitely know what mine is. I become a head ass and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Because then it gets thrown in your face when they're like, I'm gonna leave. And I'm gonna be like, I can't breathe now. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that strung up where I can't breathe because you didn't call me back. That's why y'all saw that post I posted yesterday. It's like I went from pimping to so yes. you ain't seen my text. <laughs> that's that's how I know I'm in love. God. Uh, that's funny. Um, all right. So the next topic it says, should you tell your friends everything? No. So hard no for me, sis. <laughs> I think no because each friend in your life can bring you different each friend well I'll just speak for myself each friend in my life can offer me different things than the other one can't I was talking about nigga A nigga B friend A and B and I don't (laughs) hold it against either one of them like I have one friend that is super unemotionally available so I don't I don't go to her for a lot of like advice or hey I'm going through things and then I have one that's super emotionally available and I go to her like oh my god girl guess what happened to me today and I don't blame either one of them. But there are certain things I'm not going to tell Shorty A that I'm going to tell Shorty B because they're just available that way. So, yeah. no, I don't think you should or have to or feel like you have to tell your friends everything. And they should also respect on the receiving end. I'm not going to take that personal that you didn't tell me that. Mm, you know what I yeah. mean? Because you may not be emotionally or whatever it is to handle that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, nah. Um, I have a friend that... I tell everything to and I have a friend that I limit how much I tell them or what I tell them. It's normal. Um, so, you know, it just depends. I think it's situational depending mm-hmm. on the type of friend it is. But, you know, as far as me, I feel like I'm a friend you tell everything to, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> she saw us trying not to laugh. She said, <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think, for me, like, as I, I'm getting older and I'm operating in more wisdom, like, it's just best to not tell everybody everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, even your very best friend. Like, there's even just something. Mom. Yeah, even your mom. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that I don't tell anybody and I kind of just sort through it on my own. You know what I mean? I maybe say something after the fact, but it's just something about having that clarity, knowing that you made a decision based off of what you wanted and what, yeah. not what anybody else had to say about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then it's just like, once you really like start paying attention to like the way people react or like their comments about what you're coming to them about or their thoughts mm. about, it just kind of makes you not want to, say nothing or then you you see like somehow what you told somebody got told to somebody mm. else and it's just like not necessarily saying like you might have a gossiping friend or it's a negative thing but it's just like just because I come to one friend about something doesn't mean I want the entire yeah, circle of friends know. to know different things like that so I think just as you get older you naturally just start to deal with things on your own and like Dario said, you might have that one friend that you yeah. tell everything to, and then everybody else is just kind of compartmentalized based on the situation. Two things to live by. A secret is a secret until you say it out loud, and privacy is the best policy. Like, I'm naturally a private person just because I grew up that way. My family and I don't really, 
Like we don't we don't even tell each other shit, let alone outside the household. So like for us, we've always kind of been able to deal with a lot of shit on our own, sometimes in a healthy way, sometimes not. So for me, I'm naturally a private person. Like I was um I had a girls' night on Sunday and I walked into my friend's house and there were new girls there. And when I was in, we were all introducing ourselves. And then my friend Maya was like, she said like my full name. And I was like, relax. Like, I'm even that type of person that was like, my name is Kim. Ain't nothing else to it. It's Kim. Okay. (laughs) Relax. So like for me, I'm just, I'm a private person. And like, she's also the type that like, if somebody asks her about me, she doesn't really, she doesn't tell my whole life, but like, she'll tell more than I would like her to. Like, they don't need to know every job Mm -hmm. I have. What does Kim do for work? She'll tell them. And that sounds so dumb, like, it's just a job. Y'all don't need to know where I'm at, what I'm doing, what hours of operation I'm at, okay? Mm-hmm. Relax. Did she know how you feel about this? Yeah, we already told her. I'm oh, like, okay. I, told her, I told her last week, I said, stop telling people okay. where the fuck I work and stop telling people my full name. Okay, it's Kim, and I don't have a job. <laughs> okay? I don't have a job. Okay? I don't even live in Ohio. So I think it just... It depends on your personality type. And I think your friends, if they really are down for you, will know not to take that shit personal. If you are, like, a private person, like... Yeah. And that's just naturally how you are. Like, Maya, I mean, I've known her for 13 years. She knows there's just certain things I'm going to keep to myself for a minute or just period. And she don't get offended by that. She's not like, what the fuck, bitch? You ain't even tell me. You told me a year later. <laughs> no, nah, she'd be like, ooh, tell me the tea. <laughs> no. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did that answer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this next one says, quote, black women are not a black man's therapist, end quote. Next quote. We aren't here to heal y'all. <laughs> the next quote. Black women are responsible for black men and their issues. Bro, if this is how y'all feel for real, stay away from black men. Of course, not every black man isn't emotionally damaged or unstable, but for y'all to basically cast a man aside if you were in a position to help because it's not your problem, yeah, y'all sound selfish. I've been this, I've seen this narrative of black men don't protect black women being being pushed. I guess black men with mental health issues don't get the same protection. If you were ever in a place to help a black man and choose not to, you're the problem. Hypocrites is what I see. It's what y'all are. Sorry. I've seen that post. Um, I'm going to side with both of them. Um, I think both point, both parties made a good point. I think that when you are in relationship of any sorts with someone, um, it is at times to be appropriate to be their support system. It is at times appropriate to be their therapist it is appropriate at times to help them um can I make you whole no am I going to be able to fix you no um I think you have to operate in discernment and know when it's time to tell the black men in your life like hey this is beyond my capacity I don't have it Mm. you need to seek professional help Mm mm-hmm and at that point, it is their responsibility to take their mental health as serious as they take anything else and seek out someone who can help them. 
um, but to completely write someone off because we all come with our own same or with our own set of issues. You know what I mean? Like whatever your issue may be as a woman, like we have, and I, ladies, um, don't beat me up, but <laughs> we have, sometimes we have this sense of entitlement that a man is just supposed to come in, deal with all of our shit take all of our shit, take on all of our problems, put their cape on, save us, but we're not willing to reciprocate it because we live That's off of this idea that the man is supposed to provide, the man is supposed to be the head, the man is supposed to be this, that, and the third, which he can't carry yourself, himself and carry you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same goes for <laughs> us. I can't carry myself and carry you. You too heavy, my nigga. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just that simple. Yeah. So I think, like I said, you got to operate in discernment and know, like, okay, I can help you. Like, I can be a listening ear for you, and I can offer you advice to the best of my ability, but you need to go seek professional help. Like, mm-hmm. I can give you referrals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Things like that. But like, he made his point. You know what I mean? Like I said, just to completely write someone off and be like, that that's not your problem. Like, that sounds like a woman who's damaged, right. to be completely yeah. honest. So... Honestly, for me, it's I'll help you if you want to help yourself. Mm. Yeah, you like Brandy said, you can't fix a person, you can't make a person change. So if you're not showing me that you want to do better or you want to change, then I'm not gonna keep trying for yeah. you. I can't. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all and literally everything you said, Brandy. Because for me, I am the type of person I do this outside of relationships. I think I talked about this before because my therapist called it compassion fatigue. But I am the type that holds everything my man is going through. And I want to help him through it all the fucking time, no matter what. And for me, I'm realizing now and when I get into my next relationship, I can do what you said and be available, but I'm not going to hold it. And I'm not going to carry it on my shoulders. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to hear you out. And like Dee said, we're going to get you help. If If it has to take that far. If not, let's work through it together. But I am very much the type that, like, I want to fix all his problems like that because, again, that's how I know I'm in love. I don't want to see the person that I'm with suffer or go through anything. And I try to do any and everything I can to make sure that they don't have to. And that's not healthy for me. I can't pour into myself if I'm constantly pouring into his cup and, you know, just allowing his to overflow and my shit just keeps evaporating. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I always say you can't give your best if you're not at your best. So Mm -hmm. I think it needs to, there needs to be a balance and you guys need to have that understanding that we can uplift each other. And if one of us needs it beyond the relationship, let's make it happen. That's a word. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So our last topic, Brandy, you gotta explain this one. Did I put it on there? It says alone but not lonely or lonely and alone. Who makes the most of your single time? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Oh my you god. Sure I put that on there? Yes. I swear it was yeah, under you your did. name. <laughs> Maybe it was related to like Brandy forgot. <laughs> maybe it was related to the shorty talking about like spending your time with half like maybe it was related to the list. No. No. Oh, right. Oh, Wait, let me see it. <laughs> I delete everything else, but that's the only thing on there, and it was under your name. 
Yeah, I got nothing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the question. I don't. I don't either. So I, I remember the. I understand the first half, but like the second half, I'd be like, but not lonely or lonely and alone. Maybe I was trying to like make a note for something else and accidentally put it in that note. It's I right. don't even remember typing that. Uh, what number topics? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for tonight. Yeah, everybody's alone and lonely. What's up? Uh, no, I don't remember doing that at all. I'm weak. Nope. Guess that's it, y'all. Maybe the kid, maybe James had my phone. I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm like, uh, I have no idea where I came from. Well, um, I'm. Yeah, sorry guys. No more topics. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It was a good um, one. We are, do y'all have any shout outs or anything? Um, no. I think I did mine at the beginning, which was Manny G. Yeah, you did. You did. So. Well, shout out to us black women, our black businesses doing a damn thing. In that song, period. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, no, I, don't, I can't think. I mean, shout out to the listeners. Y'all be sticking with us. Okay. I say it all the time. Thank you, because I would then quit on us. <laughs> but stop. Um, you're your boy blind, you know, no. Oh, you know, let us know how you guys felt about our family photos. Oh, <laughs> God. I cannot. Yeah. Take it, your family yeah, photos. That we love each other. Um, yeah, I guess in, in two weeks we'll see y'all, maybe? I don't know. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see, see y'all, y'all when we, we see, see y'all. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Is that type of night? Bye. Bye. Bye.